0: You are listening to Hellcat's Hope, episode number 25. Welcome to Hellcat's Hope, the podcast to find humor, healing, and hope. Come along with Hellcat as she explores ways to help you overcome adversity and find your own inner Hellcat. Yes, Hellcat is her legal middle name, and hope is her game, bringing hope to others by showing what's possible. Here's your host, law school grad, motivational speaker, author, and certified life and smoking cessation coach, Lori Hellcat Bamford. Well, thank you for agreeing to do this again. This is awesome. We had, I was looking back because I, I wanted to reference the, the episode that we did, and it was episode 14. This was back in August of wow. last year. Oh, wow. Yes, I know. <laughs> it I did not seem that long ago. No, I was thinking like maybe this past August, but yeah. no, August of 2020, we did a episode 14, finding hope and healing and recovery and living with depression and mental illness. And I will go back and look and see how many downloads it has, but I want to say it was over 200. Oh my so God. yeah so it was that that was that was a great episode and so you know we're coming up on the holidays and so you had reached out to me and said hey I got a good idea <laughs> <laughs> preparing for the holidays and how to cope with stress I was like um yes please that's brilliant because uh, if you're listening to the replay it is November. 18th, 2021. So we are approaching Thanksgiving, right? Thank you for the idea, and thank you for doing this with your busy schedule. Can you update everyone on kind of what's going on with Unruly Neurons, and then your new position, and just all the amazing things that have happened since August <laughs> of 2020?
1: Sure. Um, so I have a column now, a mental health column, in the Corpus Christi Caller Times. So that that's every other Monday. So twice a month and um, Unruly Neurons, I'm still plugging away at it. I'm actually going to go live with my new website tomorrow. And I'm very excited because it's been a long time coming.
0: Oh, cool. Okay. So what's going to be different about UnrulyNeurons.com?
1: Okay. So in 2018, when I launched it, it was just a basic WordPress theme, nothing to it, just blogs. But this one, the new one is focused more on pictures and it displays all my blogs instead of just a featured one. And it's just more user-friendly, I think. That's awesome. The NAMI Greater Corpus Christi, that's the National Alliance on Mental Illness. They reached out to me and wanted to know if I would join their leadership team. And so they made me the communications manager a few months ago.
0: Congratulations. Thank that you. Is so awesome. How great is it when, you know, you know, you had said this before that you consider it an obligation, a duty to mm-hmm. share your story and about this, because it is just, it's a part of who you are. And you felt that in your soul, that this is your calling to talk about this and share it and normalize it. How does it feel, you know, now that you were obedient to that and walking in that, and all of these different things are happening? Like, what is that like?
1: It's amazing, because, you know, I started and like, there was five readers on my blog, okay, nothing special. And then, it grew a little bit more and grew a little bit more. And then people started to see me out in the community. And I can't ask for anything more. It's just, it's been a blessing. And I'm, I'm real grateful to be doing something that I, I'm so passionate about. Well, uh, last week, I received an award, a media award for portraying uh, mental illness and the news and, you know, telling accurate stories and portrayals. And that right there, that was just, I didn't know I was nominated and when they told me I won, I was just so flabbergasted and cause you think nobody is listening or nobody's reading and you feel so out there sometimes being so vulnerable. And then to get that,
0: that was a real full, it just came full circle. So, yeah, that's awesome. And, and that is so true. You know, sometimes you wonder is, is my message getting across to anybody? Like, you know, is anybody, you know, feeling encouraged or empowered, you know, that's kind of what I run into. And then it's like, I will randomly get this message from somebody or a teacher or just a stranger and say, Oh my gosh, I've, I've been listening to your podcast. Thank you so much. Keep doing them. You know, then it's like, okay, you know, even if it's just one person to know that this makes sense to me, this is resonating with me. And so it's kind of like, okay, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah, it's a, it's amazing. And, you know, one of the things that you told me the last time we talked, you,
1: you told me, uh, say yes. Say yes to any opportunity you get. And I feel like that was the greatest advice because normally I wouldn't have joined a leadership team. Like, it's too much. I'm too depressed. I'm too
0: sick, oh you know. And
1: I keep saying yes and good things keep happening from it. So thank you for that.
0: Oh, you're welcome. That is awesome. I love that. Girl, you just made my day. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool. That is so cool. Yeah. Cause sometimes our brains will send us this message of who do you think you are? That's yeah. the one I get a lot. Like, who do you think you are that you can serve in this role or receive this award or, you know, do this thing. And it's like, no, I, I know who I am. I'm scared to death. You know, this is what I tell people. I, I had a, one of my very good friends of like, 5,000 years. She said to me one time, I was, uh, I was sharing that, you know, I was nervous about something. Like I was given a speech and how nervous I was and, you know, but it went well. And she said, you were nervous. Like you were, I said, I was terrified, you know, <laughs> and it's like, of course, I'm scared and, and terrified and insecure and, you know, wondering what's going to happen, but I do it anyway. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like, you know, what? What's the worst that could happen? You know, that's,
1: that's how I feel about public speaking because that is not my bag, and <laughs> I hate it. I sweat and I shake, and my I'm real breathy. But <laughs> I I did a suicide prevention symposium, I guess, two months ago in September, and I, it just it just frightens me to death. I don't know why it just does, and it was on Zoom, so it's not like I'm in front of a
0: room of people. Yeah, I've never noticed you like in different you're speaking or videos or anything like that. You don't come across nervous at all. And people well, said it to me too. I am. <laughs> and too. And I'll be like, oh no, I was terrified. <laughs> yeah. So, so, all right. So we're coming up on Thanksgiving, followed very closely by Christmas. Somebody, these people on social media, they'll post and say, seven more Fridays till Christmas. I'm like, oh, God, stop it. Just stop. <laughs> I know. It's stressing me out. So when we start thinking about the holidays, and especially in terms of mental health and taking care of ourselves, have you come up with some tips for the listeners on how to prepare for these holidays and how to cope with stress?
1: I have. And, you know, I need to take my own advice because I'm terrible at saying, oh, well, you should do this, this, and this. And then I don't <laughs> do it at all. <laughs> I don't buy it.
0: My my friend is uh, in the process of, of packing and purging. And so every time she moves, I, I'm able to go and help her and purge. Like I'm the best purger for <laughs> other people. Now, if you could see my desk right now. Oh, you should see mine. <laughs> I, I can't purge for myself. So anyway, yes. Taking our own advice.
1: Yes, I, I need to. But you know, like for me, I'm a planner. I have to plan things because my anxiety makes me so crazy. So I've already got all my Hanukkah gifts done and a little bit of Christmas, Uh, but you know, it's just that time of the year where you're feeling strapped already and you know, you've got a bunch of financial obligations and you know, I've got two kids, a five and a seven year old, and they are always expecting these lavish Christmases and (laughs) it's, it's stressful to keep that in your mind. And then you got to be around family and you, you have to travel and you have to entertain. It's, it's a lot for anybody, not just people with a mental illness. Right. And I'll be joining my family next week at the lake house for Thanksgiving. And a bunch of our aunties will be there.
0: Yes. Yes. The aunties, please tell them I said, hello. I will.
1: But uh, so here are the tips that I came up with, like how to cope. And granted, there are a lot of personalities in our family. Anyone. (laughs) But I think sometimes it can get real heated. And the best advice I have for that is just to set aside your differences. It, mm-hmm. It's not worth worth it to argue. It's not going to go anywhere. You're not going to change any minds. Mm-hmm. So that's like the number one thing I think we need to focus on, on Thanksgiving and e- even Christmas.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> one that I should follow is uh, setting boundaries.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I've been saying yes to everything, but I've also learned that it's just as important to say yes as it is to say no. And Absolutely. you have to set boundaries and stick to those boundaries. If you don't want to be doing something or talking to someone, then make it your goal to move away or change the subject and
0: move on. Let me ask you that. That's a, that's a great point. So these two things together, you know, dealing with, with personalities, setting aside differences and setting those boundaries. What do you do if you, and I don't know if you have found yourself in this situation, but when someone is clearly poking the bear, you know, when someone is, let me see if I can get her riled up to poke, 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 poke. How do you handle that? You mentioned, you know, change the subject or leave the room. I mean, what, what are some tricks or, or tips that you've used that have worked? Okay.
1: But one of the biggest things is just to laugh. Mm. If you laugh, you disarm them and they're expecting a fight. And you know, it's, it's, if you laugh, it's just, it's not there. The fight's not there. I'd love that. And then, if it's truly bad and you you find yourself provoked, then leave the room, take a break, say "Give me space." That's okay to ask for space.
0: I like that. So, like, like literally, like either leave the room, take a break, or literally use the word, say, "Hey, I need a little bit of space here."
1: Yeah. Okay. Easy.
0: Good. I mean, it I like doesn't that.
1: feel easy in the time, like especially for me. I hate confrontation.
0: Yeah. But
1: I think the best thing to do is either remove yourself or make a joke out of it.
0: Yeah. One thing that I've been working on and uh, working with my clients on is having difficult conversations. Right. And so I was, I was coaching a client and, and she had some difficult conversations coming up and she kept saying that, like, I hate confrontation. I hate confrontation. I said, I don't really know anyone that loves confrontation. Like, (laughs) like I don't. I mean, there may be, there's probably an exception. There probably are some people that are, that live for that, right? Like that, that's the center of their world. I get it. But I think most normal quote, whatever normal is again, normal is a setting on the dryer. But I think most people, they don't really enjoy difficult conversations and it's okay to go into something and just recognize, you know what, this may be uncomfortable and that's okay. Yeah, right. It doesn't have to be all rainbows and unicorns, right? It doesn't. And like I'm thinking of like me and my immediate
1: family. Um I'm the liberal one, the far left one, and everyone else is kind of the same and it yeah. gets it gets difficult and uncomfortable and Yeah. Like I
0: said, just laugh it off or remove yourself from the con- conversation. Yeah. And then maybe just being okay with, you know, that it doesn't have to be a confrontation. You know, that's what yeah. I said. I was like, you, you don't have to, you, you can hate confrontation, which I think most people do, but maybe don't look at it as a confrontation. If you go into it thinking there's going to be a confronting, mm-hmm. there's going <laughs> yeah. to be a reckoning, that creates a feeling of anxiety immediately. Yeah, I agree me. with that.
1: And yeah. when it could just be
0: productive discourse, I mean, you, you don't know. Yeah. Or just shut it down like you said yeah. like it's going to be uncomfortable but just to say hey i need some space or hot i love laughing it off that's great you could do yeah. like a, a crazy <laughs> laugh too yeah that'll get them away <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right what else for us okay so
1: like i said i've been saying yes a little too much yes yeah uh, and i don't take breaks I will just run myself till I'm bone tired and then I won't take a break. And I'll even lie about, oh, well, I have a migraine. I need to go lay down because I think it's more justifiable if I'm physically sick than, oh, I need a mental health break. And (sighs) that's that's something that we should stop.
0: Yes.
1: I mean, mental health is physical health. And I don't think people understand that.
0: Yeah. And I think especially, you know, sometimes we just need a break from from people and and to give that gift to ourselves to just say, you know what this and even as me, like I am an extrovert. However, I, I want people to understand even extroverts. They need space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they need downtime. They need recovery time because as much as we enjoy that interaction and like you said, saying yes and wanting to do everything. And, you know, uh, I was saying the other day, I, I consider myself a service junkie. Like yeah. I love to serve. And so, but at some point I can tell when it starts to take its toll Yeah, and even things that are noble, you know, that people are asking you to do that, of course, would be wonderful to do. You gotta you gotta weigh that against your core values and your your sense of um, wanting to take care of yourself and say, I would love to do that, but I, I'm taking a little bit of a break right now. Thank you for thinking of me. That's one thing I've started using. Thank you for thinking of me. I'm just trying to get some stuff off my plate. That's
1: nice. I like that. Yeah. yeah. And you can also use that in conversation, like sometimes with my dad. <laughs> I'll say, you know what? I appreciate where you're coming from. Thank you. That, that makes sense. I'm going to think about that some more
0: later. I love that. That is awesome. Okay. I'm going to write that down. I'm doing that one.
1: Yeah. Cause it, especially if you say, I, I appreciate where you're coming from. I mean, there's no, there's no minced words there.
0: It's you appreciate it and you can move on. Yeah. It doesn't mean you agree with it and it yeah. kind of shuts it down a little bit too. Cause it's, it's basically, say, I mean, what are they going to say to that? No, I don't want you to appreciate it. I want you to agree with me. <laughs> Yeah, nobody does that. No, I would I hope. I, I, yeah, I don't think. Well, I don't know. Maybe some, but no. So
1: <laughs> I, I definitely need to take my own advice and take a break in the holidays, like, especially with my kids. Eli has uh-huh. been so sick this week and he's been home every day, and uh-huh. he's a handful in, uh-huh. when he's not sick. So I just tell him, you know what, mommy needs a little break. So yesterday I got so frustrated. I pulled out a punching bag that I have in the garage and I got my, my gloves and I just beat the hell out of that thing. I love it. And he saw me doing it. He's like, well, I'm going to do it. And he was getting his frustration and energy out. And I mean, God, that's the best thing ever.
0: (laughs) That is awesome. Well, and I mean, also this is modeling for our kids right? When we can start telling our kids, Hey, I need a break, or I'm going to go punch this back. What a great gift you're showing your kids of number one, you're human, you know, because sometimes I think they, you know, super mom, right? Mm -hmm. Number Mm -hmm. one, you're human and you're showing them. Yeah. Adults get frustrated too. And it's okay. And Hey, let here, let's go beat the hell out of this bag.
1: Yeah. Because sometimes there are just big feelings for adults and we don't know what to do or me I'm notorious if I get uncomfortable at the slightest uncomfortable like emotion, I'll overeat to get rid of mm-hmm. it or I'll mm-hmm. do something else or abuse my anxiety medication and
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think it's important to show them how to deal with big emotions. Yeah. I feel like a lot of times my depression and my anxiety kind of dictates how I'm going to parent. Mm. So I really have to work harder at, you know, handling the big emotions and showing them how to
0: deal with it. Yeah. But I mean, that's a beautiful gift. You know, it's a gift for yourself. And then also recognize you're showing your kids how to do it too. Yeah. You know, I wish, I, you know, these are tools that we know now that I wish we could have had, you know, when we were kids. But yeah. again, not from a place of regret, but yeah. from a place of just really appreciating the tools that we have now.
1: Yeah. I, I totally understand. Yeah. I feel like had people been more aware of mental illness, I may have gotten early intervention at some point and that can just make all the difference. Absolutely. Yeah. So another one of my tips is um, don't abandon your healthy habits. Mm. So I have things that I do. I practice self-care. I take breaks. I get at least eight hours of sleep. I eat a healthy diet most of the time (laughs) and Mm -hmm. I can't abandon those just because I go out of town because then I could slip into a depressive episode and I think it's the same with other people. That even if you're not depressed, um, you could really get off track and not realize how bad it is.
0: Do you find it helpful to, uh, for me, I, I write everything down. Me, me <laughs> so, too. Even the basics of my journaling, taking my vitamins, how much sleep, and how much water. I mean, I have that on my daily sheet just to remind myself, especially when you're out of your routine. hmm And you're out of town and you're in a different house in a different environment where it's very easy to be distracted from everything going on. Mm -hmm. It's nice to have, you know, even if it's not, you know, like on your tablet or piece of paper, maybe even making a note in your phone. Don't forget your vitamins, your journaling, your sleep, you know, all of the things, like you said, your practice and routine of self-care, just to have a little checklist and check in with that and make sure that you're taking care of yourself.
1: Yeah. I I think that's so important because, you know, traveling always stresses me out. It doesn't matter where we're going. I don't know where anything is. I'm not at home and I don't have my comfort things and it's stressful. And then you throw two kids in the mix and a husband who can't find anything ever. (laughs) And you just got to kind of roll with it. So having that checklist and not abandoning those healthy habits, um, that's like one of the best things you can do. It's hard, Yeah, but it's one of the best things you can do. So, and that, and that includes keeping up with your exercise routines, getting plenty of sleep. Uh, God, I have the worst habit of doom scrolling on my phone. And sometimes I just have to set it down and just remove myself.
0: So explain that concept, doom scrolling. What, what does that mean?
1: Okay. So basically you get on your phone. I, for me, it's Facebook. I get on Facebook and I see all these stories on the news that are terrible and depressing and Mm. or negative comments and you get wrapped up in it and even if you don't think you're you're consuming that you are you're absorbing something and i just have the worst habit of just keep going until i just can't take it anymore and then it's also about being mindful you don't want to be on your phone during the holidays and missing everything so being mindful is a huge uh you should you should just remember to do that
0: yeah. I think anytime you can make the choice away from the social media, I mean, I think it has its, it has its benefits, but at the same time, especially when you're out of your routine, take that time to, again, go back to your little checklist. Of, yes, absolutely. Okay. Sleep, engagement, you know, positive engagement. Did I just go move, go walk for 10 minutes, you know, just yes. something And instead of that time uh, on social media and then I think it should just be a rule, especially during the holidays. I say this all the time. Again, I say this and then don't practice it myself all the time, (laughs) but um, I see the news stories on social media and I say to myself, don't read the comments. Don't read the comments. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And then I can't help myself. I know. And then I read the comments and then I get all worked up.
1: I, <laughs> so. I get worked up just from looking at the little emoticons, like the the one that's laughing and the mad. I'm like, why are they laughing at this? Why are they mad? I'm like, <laughs> why do I care? I like, I do <laughs> know them. I get so wrapped up in it. <laughs> and then I'll read the comments because I'm like, why are they laughing?
0: Yes. Yeah. This is not funny. Is somebody going to tell them this is not funny? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can get yes. so wrapped up in it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that's probably a really good practice during yeah. the holidays. It's kind of And I know like community. for
1: moms, I feel like moms have this big expectation about how the holidays are supposed to go for their kids and they put a lot um, of pressure on themselves to be perfect and I say let all of that go and you don't yes. have to have matching pajamas in front of the fireplace with a big tree and <laughs> You know, for us, it's a, it's a Hanukkah bush, but um, yeah, you don't have to have it all together. They don't know they, they there's magic already in the holidays, so they don't. There's no reason to stress out about it. But yeah. I say that, and, I say that now. Yes, yes,
0: and and you know, here's what here's what else happens is I create this story in my head of how it's going to go, either this gift or this surprise or this me, you know, something, and I think they're going to appreciate it so much, it's going to make them so happy, and then their response is lackluster <laughs> yeah it's not what I expected it to be and then you're just kind of like oh so it's kind of like managing your expectations too yes kind of manage your expectations during this time
1: and like yeah. I'll 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 have stories in my head circulating and then I have to say all right come back come back <laughs> yeah. you do you write stories and then you get wrapped up in it and I, I totally yeah. get that and um, I try not to put so much pressure, like on the presents and stuff, because you know what I think is cool. They probably don't don't even care for, but yeah, just l- yeah. let go of all those expectations.
0: I like it. I it's like about it.
1: being around family. You know, last year we had just moved into this house, and we couldn't go up to my parents' house because they had COVID. And mm-hmm. I was so disappointed and I was like, it's going to suck here. And, I, but I got a little tree and, and then, you know, Santa Claus came and my kids were so excited and we were making new traditions and, yeah. but see, if you get wrapped up in the minutia, minutia it's just, you, you can't enjoy those kind of things. Okay. So now I have some ideas on what to do if you do get provoked or if you do get burned out or if something goes wrong. So the okay. number one thing you already yes, mentioned, because.
0: Be- yes, because things don't always go as planned, right. <laughs> no matter what you do. <laughs> right. So the number one thing, you already mentioned
1: it, was take a walk. And then the next thing is a grounding exercise. So when I get really anxious and I, I, it's starting to run away with me, I uh, take some deep breaths. Five things you can see, four things you can touch, three things you can hear, two things you can smell, and one thing that you can taste. And and that works because you're, you're bringing your mind back to the present moment and you don't freak out. Cause I, I feel like anxiety is about the future. They say anxiety yes. is about the future. Depression is about the past, which, but I mean, it is, anxiety is from worrying about the
0: future too much. What's going to happen. It's worrying about things that haven't happened yet.
1: Yeah. I have like the worst case scenario brain. I'll go zero to 60 in a second. Um, it's awful, but the grounding well, and the deal definitely is- helps.
0: I love that. And and you know, the brain, I think sometimes gets a bad rap. The brain, that's just how it was made to yeah. to respond. Like it is supposed to look for danger, right? Like it's it still thinks there's a saber-toothed tiger out there that's gonna <laughs> yeah. eat us when we go outside, yeah. right? So I think so many times the brain is looking for what could go wrong. Or, you know, I know in my training as a lawyer, my job is to look at the worst case scenario. So that I can advise the client, listen, here are your risks of what might happen. And then you can alleviate those risks by doing one, two or three. It's your call. Like, you know, now it's your call. That's the best part of being a lawyer is I just tell you what can go wrong, (laughs) how you might be able to avoid it, but then it's your decision. Right. But when it's personal to us, our brain is sending us those messages of this could happen, this could happen, this can happen. So this tool, the grounding exercises, is a way to really kind of override that natural inclination of our brain to find what's wrong.
1: Yes, you just you hit it on the head. So I was reading this book talking about a lower brain in the limbic system and then a, yep. a higher brain. And that lower brain is a survival one that is gonna look out for the saber tooth tiger, right? And so yes. we we do, we have to use our prefrontal cortex and kind of override that lower brain so we can get there. Yeah, I totally yeah. get that. I Hit love that. Head. And this
0: grounding exercise, that's brilliant. Cause that's exactly what that's going to do is yeah. make you go. Oh, okay. Here's what I can see. There's not a saber tooth tiger. I'm not <laughs> like in a fight with somebody like it's fine. Everything's fine.
1: Um, and then like, I have a bunch of meditation apps on my phone or deep breathing okay. app. Those are always good and they're free.
0: I love that. So just maybe do a search For uh, meditation apps Mm -hmm. or deep breathing. Deep breathing. Okay. I know there's one technique I've been using uh, actually in the last three weeks uh, and it's called Bellows Breath, a coach that that I used at the beginning of the year. She has a newsletter, Jenny Evans, that she sends Mm -hmm. out and she has a YouTube video where she demonstrated how to do it. And basically she said, you take one big deep breath in and then take another quick breath on top of that and then blow out slowly. So I'm going to demonstrate here. So it's basically and you do that that like three times and it has worked magic for me the last couple of weeks because I'll be at the office and I'll be working. And for me, whenever the stress level is, is getting up there, my inclination is, oh, you need to go eat something. Me too. Like that's the, oh, it's snack time. Or it's Like mm-hmm. my brain starts sending me that message because it knows this will make her stop what she's doing. And so I'm so so what I'm doing is re is creating new habits instead of running to the kitchen or the cheese box or whatever. And so I would just sit there and I go, <sighs> I like that. I <laughs> people like walking it by lot. my office are like, are you okay? I'm like, okay. Oh, an yeah, <laughs> and you know, and it's I know and it and it works. And so I do about three or four rounds of that, and that alleviate, you know, then it's gone. And then, you know, I'll be working. And it, but it's a good reminder, of, like you said, of taking a break. Yep. Like breaks are so important. They are. And uh, and it doesn't have to be this long drawn out hour nap, right? Like it can <laughs> just be literally stopping. Now nothing against naps. I love me a good nap. Well, that's but on just the stopping. List. <laughs> oh, good, and just stopping in that moment and going, okay, I'm just taking a, a two minute break here to breathe. Yeah. So yes. All right. So tell, so that's a good segue into napping.
1: Yeah, napping. This was always hard for me because I I just don't I can't sleep during the day sometimes even though I want to, and I'm thinking about, Oh, well, what did the kids need? Or wouldn't I have to go pick them up or, you know, just everything that's on my mind. And then I, I end up just sitting there the whole hour that I'm supposed to be napping, but I feel like, um, people should take advantage of it if they can do it. And it, it's
0: restorative, D- different things to restore your energy. Yes. napping. Yes.
1: So one of my favorite things to do is get in the bathtub and do a bubble bath or, uh, and like mm-hmm. put a little mask on my face and just kind of, bring it to a Zen place in the bathtub and it's the hot water does wonders.
0: Now I I laugh about the bubble bath part only because I cannot stand taking baths. Like really I've tried. Yes. I've tried it. It's just like sitting in the water. I'm like, this is so not enjoyable. But I think the lesson in that is self care and a routine or taking a break. It's going to look different for everybody. Right. Like the bubble bath that, That may be the answer for, and actually, I think it is the answer for a lot of people, but don't force yourself to to do something like that. So, but yeah, that's good. I like that.
1: Another favorite, read a book. I could never Mm. not read. I just love it and it's relaxing and it gets me out of my head and couldn't recommend it more. That's a great idea. And then another one, carve out some alone time. Like you mm-hmm. kind of mentioned about being an extrovert, you still need that alone time. And for me as an introvert, I have to have it or just things start breaking down. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be a long time, but it has. I need some alone time for sure. Yeah. Um, but basically that's it. Um, I just have here, it's, it's not what's in the details. It's about being with your loved ones and being thankful that we have all survived the pandemic. Oh
0: my um, gosh, that's great.
1: And I think a lot of people will be missing People at the table this year, of course, because so many have died, but we just need to be grateful and just focus on the details.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that grief is a hard one, too. I, I was talking to someone at work yesterday. Her sister had just died. and you know just being around her i could feel her pain you know as an empath you probably can relate to that too yeah. like you can just feel the pain someone has and of course i just start bawling <laughs> and i and i told her i said i'm so sorry you probably came in here for support <laughs> and i like uh, note to self if you need if you need uplifting, like don't go by Lori's office and tell her something sad because she will <laughs> cry. And she said, no, she said like that just shows, you know, you're just showing grief and that, you know, grief is that emotion that if it shows up whenever it wants, Yeah. there's no predicting when it might be there. And the best course of action that I've learned with my grief is not to push it away because it's not going anywhere. Like it's going to hang out there until you process it and deal with it and let it just kind of flow over you. I have learned that the more I just let it come on in and do its thing and feel whatever I need to feel, then it leaves. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's just like, I, I feel like I'm saving more energy when I don't fight it. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. And so maybe, you know, uh, if people, they have lost loved ones and maybe not even recently, but you know, the holidays kind of bring that back up sometimes. Totally. And I think it's important again, like, like you've shared just to kind of accept it and be in the moment and deal with it. Like, don't let's normalize it. Let's not run from it.
1: I agree with that. And, you know, like you said, it it just comes when it wants and still after 17 years, I'll be thinking about ma, and mm. I'll just start crying. And it's just, yeah. I mean, it's a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, and it, you're right though. You shouldn't push it away. You yeah. as uncomfortable as it is, you just sit with it. You deal with it. And like you said, just write it out.
0: Yeah. And people will say, "Oh, are you, are you okay? What's wrong? Especially my kids. Why are you crying? Or Reg, he gets real nervous when I'm crying about anything. <laughs> and I'll, but I have found if it's grief related, I'll go, oh, it's just grief. Yeah. Like, that's all you have to say. Like, oh, it's just grief. I'm okay. Yeah. It's so
1: complicated.
0: Well, Heather, thank you so much. This is awesome. But thank you again. Please tell all the aunties hello from me. Uh, I will. Me. And thank you for having me. Absolutely. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Hanukkah and all that good stuff that's coming up. And thank um, you. you look amazing. <laughs> thank and, you. And. Keep doing all the great things you're doing. I'm, I'm loving watching your, your blogs and your videos and unrulyneurons.com, right? Ma'am. Mm-hmm. All right, my friend. Love all right, you. Well, thank you so much. You Love you. Bye. Okay. Bye. Thank you all for listening today on how to prepare for the holidays and cope with the stress with a little humor, healing, and hope. To recap, number one, plan the best you can, but go back to your basics. Number two, set aside differences yet set boundaries. We talked about how to deal with those who like to poke the bear, just laugh it off, walk away, Take a break and get some distance. Number three, you don't have to say you have a physical reason to retreat or take a break. Own your mental health and simply say you need a mental health break. Number four, keep your health routine in place. Make a simple checklist you can go back to in order to make sure you are keeping your routine in check. Number five, limit doom scrolling on social media and the news and be mindful. Number six, manage your expectations. Watch the stories You are creating in your head. Number seven, practice your grounding and breathing exercises to override that primal part of our brain that thinks things are going wrong or will go wrong. What are five things you can see? Four things you can touch, three things you can hear, two things you can smell, and one thing you can taste. All of these things will help you get grounded as to what's really going on. Number eight, take a nap. And number nine, let grief do its thing. Resistance is futile and will zap your energy. Check out these and other great mental health tips and perspectives from Heather Loeb at unrulyneurons.com. I'll have a link for you in the show notes. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for listening to Hellcat's Hope. And if you like what you heard, please subscribe. To book me as a speaker for your next event, work one-on-one as a coach, or find more information on my upcoming book, please go to whatthehellcat.com.